0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and you can probably tell by the slight uh, deepness uh, to my voice, the timbre of my voice, um, that it's Saturday morning again. So for the third week on The Bounce, I'm recording this uh, kind of uh, last minute, um, you know, within an hour of it actually hitting the streets, um, so to speak, but it's been a fairly full-on uh, week. It's not been uh, because of illness. It's actually because of a, a, f- a football match. But we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on, and uh, and I'll probably have to break off because uh, I've just I've just I've just poured the tea, or I've just poured uh, the boiling water into the into the teapot. And because I'm very fussy about tea, uh, it has to stand for five minutes. Um I'm okay with it being a few seconds afterwards, but it needs to it needs to stand for a minimum of five minutes. It has to be freshly freshly drawn water. I don't I can't be doing with reboiled water. Uh it has to be freshly drawn water, freshly boiled for the first time, the only time, uh, into a teapot. Uh it's gotta go in straight away, it's gotta be boiling water. Uh quick stir around uh to give it an agitate, and then it's gotta be five minutes. So uh if I dash off um, I'm dashing off because that that first morning brew is really important, uh, and if you if you don't get that, then I don't know what the future is for us long term. But anyway, let's crack on and let's start with a bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> I'm still struggling with everything Ukraine-based. I'm getting more interested in in the detail of what's going on, um, but I'm still really struggling uh, with it. Um, but the one thing I'm going to mention about today is a couple of things with regard to the UK response and what's going on with UK government. Um, first things first, and it's we talked about it a little bit last week, and it's all mired in the whole issue of Russian money uh, and and how Russian money is 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 also uh, endemic in the in the Conservative Party but we're not acting quick enough we are not acting quick enough at country level to do the things that we need to be doing we're not getting to um, to the money fast enough the sanctions aren't going out fast enough we're not freezing assets fast enough we're giving people in the UK time to dispose of assets when we should be seizing assets now and you'll have seen across um, Europe, that steps are being taken, the number of orders that have been placed by the UK government is way out of uh, of kilter with other people around um, around the world, and we need to get to this faster. and And we know this is not a good look for the Tory party. There's a lot going to come out here that's not going to look good for them. But it it doesn't matter. You can't sweep this under the carpet. We've got to get to this now. The other thing, and it, and and it's really annoyed me as well, is. I mean, we've had the Lords today um, push back against the um, the the. Uh Borders Bill. There's two bills going through at the moment. There's the Borders Bill and there's the Crime uh, Police Crime and Sentencing Bill. Uh, if, I think they're two separate. I don't think they're together. But anyway, the point is they've pushed back because there's a clause in uh, the Borders Bill that basically would mean that effectively there's no such thing as a Ukrainian refugee. Um, it's, it clearly states that the only way you can get to, UK, to the UK as an official uh, refugee is if you come directly from the country um, that you're um, that you're wanting to seek asylum from now they're doing this because of protracted routes of people coming to the uk so um the argument is that if you come through a number of european countries then you you you've had plenty of chances to seek asylum and of course that's a nonsense argument because if people have family here or have connections here or have reasons to come to the uk over another european company uh, country but they have to get to the uk via another european country because they have to come through france or come through through the Netherlands or wherever it might be, um, they shouldn't be penalised for that. Now, of course, the issue with Ukrainian uh, refugees at the moment, and these are people fleeing war, um, that you can't possibly get here. You can't, you can't possibly get here via any other route than going across land, and that means going through other countries. And the clause in that bill clearly would mean that there is no such thing as a Ukrainian refugee. Well, that's absolute garbage and has pushed back on last night, quite rightly, by the Lords, and it needs to be looked at, because it's just a small-minded, petty take on immigration. It's a Brexit take on immigration, and it has no basis... Of, well, there's no base on fact, for a start, um, but it's, it's based on small-minded uh, attitudes, and it needs to be, be looked at. The other issue, of course, is that the, in the police and um, the, the crime and sentencing bill... Um, that the, the the protests that are going on in Russia at the moment, that are being applauded by the UK government and being mentioned by UK politicians, particularly Conservative po- politicians, would not be possible under the law that's going through Parliament at the moment. Um, the, the law at the moment which states that any protest that effectively gets noisy can be closed down, which by the very nature is what protest is, would mean that actually the things that are being applauded in Europe and actually the Russian government is being... Um, is being called out for stamping out on would also be a thing that was illegal in the UK. So irrespective of the Ukrainian bit and what's actually going on day to day on the ground, we've got stuff at home that is directly related to this that we need to get sorted and that we need a proper sense of perspective on. Tuesday. Right, I've got my tea. Everything's right with the world. I've just checked back through uh, the episode titles that I've uh, used over the past grief. It's years now, isn't it? And um, I'm going to use this one today uh, for the first time. In fact, I try and to use them once, obviously, anyway. But I'm using Out of This World. Um, and Out of This World is a Marillion track, and it's a song uh, written about uh, Bluebird and Donald Campbell. Um, but I'm using it for this week because I spent um, Tuesday evening uh, talking to Rick Armstrong. And Rick Armstrong, um, who is a lovely fellow musician, um, but uh, his dad was Neil Armstrong. Um, and obviously, um, for any of us of a certain age, uh, Neil Armstrong being the first man to set uh, foot on the moon is a is a really, really big deal. Um, I mean, a really, really, really big deal. And he's somebody that's a Marillion fan as well and has got to know um, the band. And um, it just happened to be that a meeting between Neil and Rick and uh, Steve Hogarth, uh, Merillion's uh, lead singer, took place um, and was the the, the diary entry uh, in this week's Corona Diaries podcast. Um, and if you don't listen to the Corona Diaries, and if you're not a Marillion fan, I can understand why you wouldn't... Um, uh, not that it's not a great podcast, actually. it is actually very funny. It's not really that Marillion based if i'm being honest but um i mean yes it, it does talk about the band and you do need a knowledge, but there's a lot of other stuff in there that's just r- random to to be honest and is is literally two blokes of a certain age just just banging on um but um through the middle of that podcast, what we do is um, Steve's put out a couple of volumes of diaries, and he reads an entry or two from his diary as as the middle bit of the podcast. And because today's entry um, was the first time that um, he met Neil and Rick, um, we managed to get Rick. In fact, it, it was actually my, I, I messaged him uh, at the start of the week and said, "I know it's last minute, but can we get Rick on?" Uh, because I've got to know Rick a little bit uh, through the course of the um, the pandemic um and it was you know I thought well yeah and I know Rick here obviously Steve knows Rick can we get Rick on think that Rick will do this at a fairly short notice which thankfully he was able to do at really short notice um and it was just it's just that that bit of I guess where podcasts have have deposited me is this odd place of being on a call with somebody um and and to a certain extent this is actually a this is actually a zoom thing as well that that people who you might have struggled to meet in normal life, and I mean this in a commercial sense as well, that people that um, for whom because of of what you do, what they do, because of maybe the jobs they do, because of the, the the places that they live, you might have struggled to have been as connected to as you you kind of now are. Um, so actually, to be connected to somebody like Rick, it, I mean the whole thing of good grief. That's Rick Armstrong. His dad was the first man on the moon. I mean, that's just still something that's difficult to compute. But then you're on screen, and it's yeah, but it's Rick, you know, and 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 very quickly, as we tend to do, as you know, as uh, as the beings that we are. You move past that enormous thing, which of course you still come back to, and then it becomes, well that's that's Rick and, and oh that's Mary, he's on other half, and how's everything? And and this week's a case of bloomin' Rick's quiz questions were hard, or whatever it might be, rather than actually that's Rick and and, and, and who he is. And and as I say, the the whole podcast thing has, has brought about a lot of those those little moments, you know. There'll be I'll be I'll be chatting to the guy who played guitar with David Bowie, and but that just then become by the end of the podcast. Well, that's just that's just Earl, and 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 you're chatting about all kinds of a uh, random stuff and a normal normal kind of stuff. But at the same time, he's got this little set of experiences that are just so unique and so so special. So uh I'm going out of this world. Uh, Obviously, with a space reference, even though the song isn't written about about that, but it also comes around to the fact that that's from an album called "Afraid of Sunlight." "Afraid of Sunlight" is—I oh, I don't know if I can still say—I but I still think is my favorite Marillion album. Um, uh, even with what's, even with the fact there's been a new one out this week, I still think "Afraid of Sunlight" still got it for me as my favorite. And uh, and this album is actually the album that um, resonated with Rick because it's an album all about celebrity and fame and the darker side of celebrity and fame, which fortunately wasn't something that Neil had to deal with um, but um, it's a, an album about those kind of things and it did resonate It did resonate with Rick and it's interesting that that was his route into a conversation with the band. So um, hence the choice of track. And if you're not a Marillion fan and you can't even think about trying to listen to a Marillion track, try and listen to this one and just see what you think. I mean, heaven knows I've put so many on here, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wear you down. But give this one a go and see what you think. <laughs> Wednesday. The word of the day in a Sesame Street kind of style is fatigue. Um and not not kind of the COVID fatigue as in just generally tired. It's it's linked to running. I um I I had my first run Monday and and I think I got through I was very tired, but I got through it on sheer enthusiasm. Uh, I think I think spirit got me through Monday it was the second run today and today's really really hurt I have been really tired all day on the back of the run I knew I was tired when I got to the end of it um the my heart rate stats um and everything I mean just the way my body felt but my stats as well supported that I'd put in more effort and and it had been it was only four miles and it was just hard um today. So there's there's definitely something in the whole COVID recovery. There's no doubt. Um I have I did feel tired through having it. Um, you know, it's not it's not quite two weeks since I tested positive. I wanted to get back running this week. I mean the, the great thing is that having a week or so off has really helped my shin splints, which have also been massively helped by those uh, horrendous compression socks. Um but um it's it, it was really 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 tiring really tiring and I felt it I felt it all day if I'm being honest I felt drained all day so there's there's it's a real thing there's absolutely no doubt it's a real thing and I know there are other people who listen to this podcast have said the same thing that the first few weeks back taking exercise particularly you know particularly Shane I know who's who runs that that he he felt it and and I am absolutely feeling it of course I mean second runs always the one when you when you start back second is all, because the because enthusiasm does get you through the first one and the second one by the time you get to the second one you know how the first one felt and the first one felt hard but I got through it with kind of you know sort of purpose and will and what have you willed myself through it um and and I knew what was coming today and today was uh, and, and there's perhaps a little bit of mentalness in that as well as probably I perhaps mentally kind of prepared myself for it being hard but it really did it really did hurt so uh, if you do find you find yourself in that situation if you have had covid of you if you well probably more if you've had it you'll know but if you do get it you be, try and be kind to yourself on the way back because you know i'm desperately trying to tell the world that i'm as you know resilient and strong and invincible as i thought as i still clearly think that i am as we i guess as we do as human beings and and you know and my body's telling me something very different <laughs> two podcast related um, little snippets um i finally finished the coming storm which i mentioned a few weeks ago and then i kind of uh, got stuck in the middle with with covid with not being out and walking um, and and didn't actually f- finish it and I, I could have finished that really at home um you know whilst i was kind of uh, recovering but but actually um, left it enjoyed it while i was walking and finished that one early in the week and that really is as stunning as i uh, had said i thought the my early impressions had been of it so um if in a in a sense in a way of really understanding the world a little bit and actually scaring yourself stupid about the world as well to be honest you should listen to the coming storm um uh, it, it, yeah it really it really to, to the last bit of the last episode it absolutely delivered and then the other thing was this week's oh god what now uh which is the the podcast that used to be romaniacs which was very much a brexity reaction slightly left-wing um remainery i should imagine um thing which is now morphed into a po- this podcast called oh god what now and this week it was um it, it, there was a lot about Ukraine on it this week and I'm still struggling to work my way into the whole Ukraine thing. Uh, as I said last week, I was really struggling with just the whole concept of it. Um, my, my eldest asked me about it today and I, I just don't know what, I, I don't really know what to say um, in, in, because he's asking all the kind of questions I would have asked when I was his age. And bearing in mind when, when I was his age, it was, okay, it was towards the end of the Cold War, but I remember living through the Cold War um, period, and so those kind of things about Russian aggression and about the potential of nuclear conflict, which has raised its head for the first time, obviously ever in Josh's lifetime, and certainly for the first time that that we can remember it, then it's very difficult to have that that conversation. But um, the, this week's episode of Oh God, What Now, which had Anna Subri on it, and I'm a huge fan of Anna Subri's, uh, was just was just informative and to the point, and really touched on a lot of the issues. Um, that I think, and a lot of the things that a lot of us are thinking. So, um, yes, dropping into an established podcast is hard because there's a format that's up and running and you have to get into that format fairly quickly. Um, but, but I would, I would point you towards this week's, Oh God, what now? Episode um, because it's a little bit of a take on Ukraine and a little bit of a take on what's going on around the the outside. and it's it's really worth it's really worth a listen. And the coming storm, which obviously covers the whole issue with QAnon and with the storming of the capital, um, is you're going to have to invest best part of four hours of, four hours of your life in that. But it really it really does pay um, if you if you prepare to invest the time. <laughs> Friday. The one thing about having picked out of this world as the title for the episode is that uh, you end up talking about something else that which falls quite comfortably into the same category. Um, We lost Shane Warne today uh, tragically at the the age of 52 um, to a suspected heart attack Um, and Shane Warne was just one of those individuals one of those charismatic individuals that uh, is thrown up um, through any point in life. It could be sport. It could be politics. It could be. There's any reason why these people come to prominence, but often sport is is a route for them. And he's one of these charismatic individuals thrown up through sport. And he was just he was just an enigma. He was a you know you don't have to need you, know, you don't need to know much about cricket to realise that this is a man who 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 almost single handedly brought. Spin bowling back um, mastered an art that, that was at the point of dying, really, uh, because it wasn't the way cricket was necessarily being played, and and brought it back with 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 such um, you know flamboyance. Um, and he was a and he was I wasn't a wild man of sport, but he had he had everything that those kind of sportsmen have. He he you know he had a, a, a he enjoyed his life. Uh, he was you know he had the same thing going on that the likes of George best had going on and and you know some of the other sportsmen you can think of he really enjoyed his life and um and and he drank life to the full uh whilst at the same time being this just incredible uh technician. Uh, in terms of being a, a cricket player, and um, he, he had a delivery. Uh, they, I think it, was, it might even be the, f- the first delivery of a Test series, or it was certainly amongst the first deliveries of a Test series that, that bowled out Mike Gatting. And it was it was dubbed to be, it was voted to be the ball of the century amongst cricket fans. And it's quite incredible to watch. He he, he throws a cricket ball down. Uh, down the track and it bounces outside off stump and off stump um, as you look down the wicket off stump is um is on the the the, the in this instance was on um the right hand side um and so the ball bounces to the right of the stumps and then bounces and spins inwards moves inwards to take the inner of the stumps on the left hand side it's an incredible it's an incredible bounce. It's, it's, it, it actually defies possibility of what is possible. And you can tell by the way the batsman, which was, I think was Mike Gatting, um, you can tell by his reaction where he put his feet and where he thought the ball was going to be and where he tried to hit the ball, which turned out to be nowhere near where the flight of the ball actually was, how incredible this delivery it was. It's, if I can find a quick clip of the, the ball of the century, i I'll put it on the notes. But it's just a shame... It's a shame when we lose um, um, a sportsman like that, particularly at his age, because he was a really engaging pundit as well, um, and a, just a really engaging person to listen to. And of course, he had a, a very interesting backstory, and a very interesting social life, and all of those kind of things. So he, he was he was what sport throws up, and sports all the better, all the better for it. So uh, out of this world, absolutely uh, refers to to Shane Warne as well. Uh, and he will he will be he will be missed but we've got a lot to look back on that was really quite special uh, and I'm gonna call it a day there uh, it wasn't actually how I was going to finish it off this week but uh and I've got other things that I wanted to talk about but maybe I'll throw those into a uh, into an extra uh patron um piece of content over the weekend um and and see if I can squeeze them in that way around or squeeze them in next week or do something with them uh, have a great have a great weekend. Um, take care. And if you're a Marillion fan, just immerse yourself in the new album which landed with most of us on Thursday. I've not listened to it yet. And I know I know I'm gonna now go downhill amongst Fellow Meridian fans, you're not going to. I just haven't had the opportunity to sit down and listen to it from beginning to end. And that opportunity is going to be today. So I'm going to do it today because I didn't want to do it piecemeal. So um, I'm going to try and listen to it uh, and immerse myself with it over the weekend. Uh, I'm sure everybody else out there has already listened to it. I apologize for being relatively naff in this situation. I will try and do better.